Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton, and we come at you every Wednesday at noon. That's the time that we post. And you can count on us week in and week out to talk all things Buffalo Bills. And we have a great game to talk about. Big Newt, we were there. You brought Jalen with you? Yes. We made it up, man. We made the drive, went on StubHub, copped some tickets. Yesterday morning, about 7 o'clock, we hopped on the road and uh, and got to uh, go to the game and got to kick it with Bills Mafia, D.C. Bills backers, the Charm City Bills backers. We had like 10 buses full of people. We definitely took over the stadium, man. It was a home game. I tweeted all about it, man. It was great. It's incredible because you go and look at any of the highlights from that game. I I tweeted about it too. Any of the highlights from that game, when the Bills score, that crowd roared as though it was in Orchard Park. You gotta love the way Bills Mafia does those road games, huh? I know, man. We took over the stadium. It's Al Capaccio. He came across like in the fourth quarter, you know, he came, did his thing where you know he paying this uh feel you know the uh stands and stuff i'm in that video at some point you are you know, but he was so far away yeah yeah because he started sal sal capaccio was standing like because we were sitting in section 124 which was probably on the 20 yard line mm-hmm. or our side line and uh he was standing like right in front of our section and we were sitting like five rows in front of uh, Stefan Diggs' nephew, little cute kid, man. I mean, he's all over the internet too. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's Trevon's uh, son. I would assume because all his family was sitting in our section. Oh. So I'm assuming it's Trevon who tore his. A- we didn't talk about this last week, but he tore his ACL last week, so he's out for the year. That being Trevon Diggs, not yes. Stefan. Yes, <laughs> didn't yes. want to give anybody a, a dude, heart attack. I was I was at work, dude, and I it said Diggs tears ACL in practice. I, my heart stopped, bro. I just knew it was Stephon, but it, it's his brother who plays corner for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So it was his son and their family and stuff because Stephon kept on, like, looking at our section, kept throwing up the love sign and everything. And, um, and then, like, third downs, man, defense, you know, they was getting hype. They was pointing at us, get hype, and we got hype, man. I tell you, Section 124, it was all Bills fans. And once again, if you go to my Twitter, I posted. I, I usually don't post a lot of videos. I just did, um, and you could just see, man. Our whole section was built for. It was very few uh, Commander fans in our section. So we were in section section three seventeen, and there were there was obviously Bills fans that sold their tickets because sitting right in front of us were, were these six people that had very little interest in the game. They showed up late. They were dressed really nice, not for the weather. And these two old guys dressed in old school Washington Redskins gear, two rows behind me, and they left by the middle of the third quarter. They like, we've seen enough. I'm out of here, man. And you're saying that because you all had the block. Yes. uh, For the D.C. Bills back as Greg, our illustrious president, had got a block of tickets. So he, how many people, it was like 300 tickets or something like that? I think or? there were about 350 tickets that, yeah. uh, that our, like you said, illustrious. Yes. <laughs> I love that you use that word. President guy, of the man. Washington, D.C. Bills backers arranged for and took care of the, the management of that, along with the Northern Virginia Bills backers. We had Jimmy's Old Town Tavern there. Yeah. They brought yeah. food. It was a tailgate for the ages. We had probably 600 people there. It yes. was insane. It was, man. It was good to see everybody. And it's it's crazy. 
excuse me, it's crazy, man. Like, usually when you go into enemy territory, you keep your head on the swivel. You kind of work. Like, I feel like we intimidated them. Like, everywhere you go, go, we was doing a chant. Like, I literally think we took over that stadium, man. Seriously. I, You know, if you were to go back and rewatch the game, count the number of times you see Jordan Phillips turning to the crowd. Yes. Waving his arms to get the crowd pumped up. You have to remind yourself... This is a road game, <laughs> and how ballsy are you as a Buffalo Bill going out there saying, come on, crowd, get behind us on third down, Right, and the crowd right. did. Yes, and we were playing defense, and you could hear it, and I don't even know. I, I think it affected Sam Howe, man, and that's why he played. I mean, obviously, this is only his third or fourth start, but, man, four turnovers, bro, I mean – I think it affected him, to tell you the truth. It was I would think it was like a road game for him. He wasn't very good. Yeah. And yeah. he had been playing decently, but look what happens when there are four turnovers by the other team as opposed to the Buffalo Bills. And, oh, doesn't that game against the New York Jets, that very first game of the season, feel like it was a long time ago? Yes, it does, man. And and it happens, man. It's the ebbs and flow of the NFL, man. We're going to talk about it later. But, man, it was a lot of upsets this weekend, man, mm-hmm. namely namely the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we Jalen and I was listening to it on our three-hour ride home. We had to sit in so much traffic. <laughs> That's why I wanted to see you at the sports book and then kind of wait it out, watch the Cowboys game, and let some of that traffic die down. But unfortunately, we couldn't get in because Jalen's not 21. So. Oh, yeah, I, I, which I didn't realize. But No, I didn't know it either. I should have thought of that. But coming yeah, up, it was... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, coming off a, a 37-3 win, sitting in the traffic is a little bit easier, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is, bro. It definitely is. It was smile, and the weather was so weird too. Oh. Because when we when I left you, it was like we walked back to the car, and it's like the sun came out, and for like thirty minutes, it just got like hot and humid and kind of nasty, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't know, but yes, it's better to deal with all those things after a win, you know. For those who didn't make it to the game, uh, I can assure you that it's one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. Yes. FedEx is a dump. You know, the concourse on the third level was very, very nice. But check this out. We were on the third level. There is a fourth level. All of the rain was draining from the fourth level onto two seats down from us. I took a video of it. It is unacceptable and that is the seat that our good friend tutu jennifer tutuska was supposed to be sitting in so that didn't work out so well oh man i love it shout out to tutu man i love tutu man she's great you see we use each other remember i told you we use each other we've been how long we've been friends since what like 07, 08, right? And so she was one of the core people we used to be at mcfadden's with and we were our she was my emotional support system. I tell you, I think she was the only person in the early days that took losses worse than me. Like, she literally started crying, like, <laughs> all the time. So, just to be here, now we're good. I'm just glad to be able to reconnect to see her. And now, you know, it's, it's brighter days, man. Yes. And the other thing that was interesting to me is the number of folks that came along, and it was their first ever Buffalo Bills game. Mm-hmm. Has Jalen attended a Bills game previously? Yeah, yeah, and I, I thought about that on the way home. We're going to talk about that. Jalen, um, his first game, we went to see E.J. Manuel's first game. It was on my birthday. Oh, wow. Uh, whatever year. I think Jalen was maybe two, and maybe oh. Simone was like five. Um, And it's actually, I think that, no, I took it down, put the picture of me and Sal Capaccio up. It was on my Twitter uh on my Twitter page is my profile picture, but, uh, yeah. So that had to be like 2012. Okay. And, uh, it was EJ. I know it was EJ Mangle's first game in Buffalo. We went up there for my birthday. It was August 27th. It was my birthday. And that was his first game. 
Oh, very yeah. nice. Remember, because we was on the field and stuff, and I took the picture, and all the other like, oh my God, how did you get on the field? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and, and so, you're like, yeah. I'm Newt. I'm always on the field or the <laughs> sideline or somewhere close to it. <laughs> yeah, man. So that was his first game. His first Bills game was a preseason game. He was two years old. So. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want to sit here spending too much time talking about people who the listeners don't know, but shout well, out I to. Wanna say- other first timers yes and leslie is one of them man shout out to leslie who introduced you to that boy wino who we had on the show last or two weeks ago yes shout out to leslie man i thought i'd shout out because she's a loyal listener man she came up like i listen to your show all the time i was like you need to find something better to do then jeez (laughs) (laughs) i'm Uh, just playing i love you man good stuff that's that's great and also uh gregory wall's uh partner sue at his very first Bills game, I love it. It's a big freaking family, and everybody felt uh, felt a part of it. And that's yes. what makes Bills Mafia great. The other yes. thing that makes Bills Mafia great is our ability to celebrate a curb stomping, like the one that we watched. And also the tailgate, I'll say one last thing, and I'm done. Yeah. That boy, Jeff Nixon. All right, yeah. we got any older fans there. We got a picture with him. Uh, he was on the 70. He uh, played uh, with the Bills. He's from Northern Virginia. Um, and he played with the Bills, so we got to meet him. He was at the tailgate, too. I don't know if you went over there and talked to him. No, I didn't have a chance. Yeah, and so we took uh, Bob. He was like, hey, Newt, let's go over here and meet him. I was like, all right, why not? And so he was real nice. He's from Northern Virginia. He played six years with the Bills uh, back in the 70s, and he was there at the tailgate. And when, because uh, I looked him up because I had no idea who he was. So I love learning history about our Bills, especially before our time. Mm-hmm. And he had like three interceptions. Against right? Dan he, Marino, I think. Against, yeah, yep, yep. And uh, that Buffalo had beat the Dolphins and they ended like a 20 game winning streak, I think. Uh, Bills losing streak. Right, losing streak. I'm, well, we broke their winning streak yeah. over us. That's what I was trying to get to. And, uh, and he had like three picks in one game, man. So his rookie year, he was like one of the league leaders in interceptions. So uh, shout out to Jeff Nixon, man. He spent time with us. We took a picture with him. So that was pretty cool. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the game, man. What stands yes. out to you? Everything was good, man. I tried to find something that was bad. The first thing I want to say, although Josh Allen played okay, he had mm-hmm. a you know good game. He was all right. wasn't spectacular, but when you get uh, four turnovers, one pick six, you don't have to be spectacular. But what I did like most about Josh Allen is he slid. Yep. <laughs> Maybe it was because it was a wet, a wet turf, and he slid, and he slid a little bit, water splashing. That was wonderful. So it was good in a blowout game that he didn't put himself in arm's way. And then the next thing I will say is the offensive line, dude. I was wrong. I was wrong, okay? It was two things that I was certain of this weekend. One was in college, one was in pros. The college thing was I knew uh, Coach Prime was going to get whooped this weekend by Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I called that, right? And there ain't nothing against Coach Prime. Root for Coach Prime, but I knew that they were going to get whooped this weekend. And the second thing I talked about on the podcast last week was I was scared to death of what um, uh, the commander's defensive line was going to do to our O-line. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, man, Josh Allen had all day to throw the ball all freaking day he was never under duress he didn't take any sacks he also rushed for um almost 50 yards and a touchdown our offensive line dominated bama east because they got all those bama players on washington's team they call them bama east instead of nfc east uh nfc's so i i was quite surprised how we manhandled we manhandled their defensive line And it didn't start out that way. The first drive or two, they spent an awful lot of time in the Bills' backfield. And got to give it credit to them. The team made adjustments. Yeah. Yes, they did. We rushed for almost 200 yards, well, 168 yards. All right? (laughs) James Cook. And when I was screaming my head off of James Cook, because last week, you know, I've been getting into uh, sports betting a little bit, you know, just a little $5 wage is fun. 
And uh, James Cook, I had James Cook score a touchdown last week, and he ran up all those yards, but they always take him out in the uh, red zone. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, Jalen and I was only like 10 rolls up, and I'm screaming my head off, please leave you, because James Cook in the fourth quarter broke a nice little run, and then they took him out. And I'm like, please, Sean, please put him back in, man. And then other guys was like cheering in, like joining in too. Like, yeah, man, I got him on my fantasy. Like, so we was all like yelling and stuff, and then they put him back in. And then they gave him the ball like on a three or four yard line, and he only gained like a yard. And they took him out, and I think they put Murray back in, and he scored his touchdown. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, well, hey, at least he heard me. I felt heard, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad he was listening to the newt. I know, right? I'm like, oh, I'm having some kind of effect because I don't think he would have put him in because he never like puts him in in that little red zone part. You know, and I feel bad for him because you do all the grunt work, 15 carries, 98 yards. We need to get him to pay dirt, you know. So. <laughs> so the other thing that I really liked is that Stefan Diggs was being fed and he was great. He was absolutely clutch the entire game. But yes. the downside is no other receiver had more than two catches. The Bills have got to figure out someone else that can mm-hmm. step up and get at least a handful of catches that isn't Stephon Diggs. Yes. Yeah, that could be a concern. Yeah. So Gabe Davis had a nice touchdown catch, though. He did have a nice touchdown catch, and he, uh, he dropped an easy one, as yeah. always. Knox dropped one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Knox, t- that was kind of difficult. Yeah, I know the one you think. I, I think that was kind of good. I mean, that would have been a spectacular catch. How about that? Yeah, okay, you yes, know. it would have been. You know, so I I give him some grace. But the other thing we need to talk about: nine sacks. Whoa! With very few blitzes. Whoa! Yeah, you know when the last time was the Bills had that many sacks? I don't. I bet you're going to tell me. It's when they had 11 sacks against Washington playing in Toronto, and I think it was 2012. Mm, okay, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was happy, man, when I D-line. Saw McDermott, I mean, so far so good, man. I was, that was one of the things in the preseason I was worried about, you know. Leslie Frazier kept our defense in the top five, but I mean, so far so good, you know, but it's, it's going to start getting real. We're going to talk about the Miami game. So that's one thing I want to keep an eye on this weekend. Now that is a tough one to not talk about because I feel like there's only so much you can say in a Bills dominant win and the Bills were great. They absolutely played a lights out game in all facets. Josh Allen played intelligent. It wasn't particularly over. It wasn't a particularly overwhelming performance like it was the week before. But they didn't need that from him. They needed him to be smart. That's exactly what he was. You had an offensive line that improved as the game went on. You had a defensive line that improved as the game went on. You had a lot of good things happening. So there's not too many individual performances that you can pull out without watching the tape because it's at this point we don't have the all twenty two. Except, but now we're looking at a game next week against a team that is suddenly looking like a juggernaut, and it almost seems like that's worthy of conversation at this point. Well, before we get to that, you you just said that you can't see an individual performance unless you look at the All-22. I don't need to see the All-22 to know that Terrell Bernard should get defensive player of the week this week. Oh, oh, you know what? Yes, That's I was what speaking I was about. I was speaking about offensive line, but yes, carry yes. on, my friend. Terrell Bernard, bro. The first, what was the stat? It's slipping me right now. It, he's the first player since Brian Erlacher yep. to have his stat line, and and that was, I believe, <laughs> six tackles, uh, an interception, a sack, and a recovered fumble. Yes. in a game. Yes. And Brian Erlacher, I mean, yeah, what was that like? Probably 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, excuse me, I don't have it in front of me. But just looking at his stat line, he should get defensive player of the week 
for his amazing performance. Mm-hmm. And seven his- tackles, two sacks, got a pick, got a, a fumble recovery. He affected the game in ways that I never thought he would this soon. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't expect for him to play like this, you know, all year long. But man, if he just gives us half of this, he takes us to a different level. Mm-hmm. Like, it is funny because the guy next to me was asking, what happened to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he probably didn't know, the older guy. He was like, what happened to Edmonds? And I was like, oh, yeah, he, you know, took the money, went to Chicago. And then after the game, he was like, man, we don't need Edmonds. Like, <laughs> and, you know, Terrell Bernard took it. I was like, well, Terrell Bernard took it. He's a young guy, took his spot. So we'll see what he do. And, and the performance he put in, man, was just, I'm just glad I was there to see it. You know, that mm-hmm. was amazing, man. And the angle that I had on his interception, it was almost like looking down the field, it was sort of in line from Howell through Howell to Bernard. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you, that boy got off the ground and made a right. great pick. But I, the leaping ability just surprised me. Right. Yeah. It was beautiful. For a linebacker, man, the athleticism, boy, I tell you, you know. I played a little linebacker in high school. I wouldn't have never made a play like that. So not that was you. only in high school. Oh God, no. No. Not that. He got up, bro. He got great up. play, man. He he got up. And yeah. the question I have is I don't know how he played against the run because I couldn't see it from where I was in the stands. Mm-hmm. Were you able to get a get a beat on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like he played okay. Once again, I'm going to watch the field probably tomorrow or the next day and really horn in. Um, but, I mean, I feel like he did his fits well. Um, and once again, with his stat line, I can't complain about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They rushed for 105 yards. I mean, I thought they did okay, but um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the impact plays, though. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The turnovers. And like you said, man, the amount of pressure that we was able to put on a young quarterback like Sam Howe. I mean, talk about Ed Oliver. Yes. Are you kidding me, dude? Like, Ed Oliver, man, hey, hey. You know, we all was like, he need to start earning his money, and he did so Sunday. You know, yeah. once again, maybe not as far as stats is concerned, uh, four tackles, two solos, a sack and a half, and two uh, two tackles for a loss. For a defensive tackle, that sounds to me like he's earning the money, man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, man. But and if he wasn't making a play, he was getting pressure, mm-hmm. and he was letting us know, man. He was on coming off the field talking that big stuff, cash money, trash, a lot, you know. So. Uh, Ed Oliver, man, kudos to you. And once again, we the type of people, we give you the same energy, man. When you're not playing well, we're going to let you know. But when you do play well, we'll give you your kudos. So he really stood out also. And how about the play, the consistent play of Leonard Floyd this year? Wow. Wow. I wanted to talk about that. Um, Leonard Floyd, this game, three tackles, two solos, two sacks, and two tackles for loss. And um, if you go to Twitter yesterday, they had a video of Von Miller working out because, you know, he's on the pub list. Excuse me. The pub list, physical unable to perform. So he's out for four weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So now we got to decide this week of what we're going to do with him. Oh, um, it's after this game. After this game. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so it's after this. So within the next week, we got to figure out what we're going to do with him. Yeah, and, and I believe, according to the rules, they can bring him back to start practicing, and he has a window, I can't remember how long that window is, where he can practice, and they have to decide whether or not they're going to activate him or shut him down for the season. Oh, geez. Okay. That, that's, that, those are the, the pup opposite. rules. So he either has to get on the active roster, or we have to shut him down for the whole year. Yes. Well... Obviously, that's not going to happen. So, no. uh, the Bills, I don't know if it was the Bills uh, Twitter or, well, X. I'm sorry. I don't mean this brand, but it's always going to be Twitter to me. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard for me to say commanders also. But, um, yeah, on Twitter, he either he posts the videos of the Buffalo Bills Twitter site, did it, of him working out. And once again, he looks amazing. 
but and everybody because he was trending uh yesterday and today it was like we have this dominant performance and we don't even have this guy and it yes. showed him like with his shirt off he's ripped and just you know going through his uh footwork drills and stuff so he looks great mm-hmm. but i'm just thinking in my mind man if we could just shut him down for another like five or six games. You know what I'm saying? I just do not want this guy to get hurt, but I know he needs to get reps, mm-hmm. but I don't want to take the chance, man. We need him for a run. And, but I'm just telling you, man, the way it looks now, we're he's going to be joining a great player, all-time player, Hall of Fame player, joining an already good defense. It's, it's, it just gives us a lot of hope on that defensive side. And the interesting thing is the Bills' pass rush has been outstanding this year. They don't yes. even have their best pass rusher. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And if you you really want to look at it, we played so well yesterday. Once again, our opponents this week is the Miami Dolphins. They're coming to Buffalo this weekend, which probably should be the game of the week, especially how they looked uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be offense versus defense. And we have a great defense, and we don't have a Hall of Fame player in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And – and if you look, do you know what the line is I for don't. Uh, Bills versus Dolphins? No. Well, I'm going to tell you. Well, take a guess. What do you think the line is? Who do you think is favored, us or, or, or the Dolphins? I think after the last performance, they're probably going to favor the Dolphins slightly. I would have thought that too, and we both would have been wrong. Really? Buffalo is two-and-a-half-point favorites. Whoa. Yeah. And, and Dolphins put up 70 yesterday. An all-time great performance. They yes. had over 700 yards of offense. Insane. They still, got us fav- they still have us favored. They they put up almost a half mile of offense. Yes. Incredible. And we're still favored. Huh. I, but once again, you know, the common thing is, you know, usually you get three points for playing at home. So if it's two and a half points, that's basically a push. Like, that's mm-hmm. basically, you know, a draw. But I would have thought that the Dolphins would be at least four or five point favorites after that performance. We are favored. So that bowls well. It does. It does. But now one thing, two things stood out to me about the Bills defense that have worried me this year. Okay. They look susceptible to running plays. I don't know if you noticed that yesterday, but the commanders were moving the ball on the ground. The other thing is that the Bills have been susceptible to giving up chunk plays yes. I don't have the stats in front of me but we can agree that they are giving up big chunks of plays and the Miami Dolphins take giant chunks of yards that is true that is true does that concern you it does Washington rush well maybe not necessarily yesterday but Washington rushed for 105 yards on 13 carries yesterday and so you're thinking to yourself, okay, it didn't bite us yesterday, but almost 10 yards of carry, ah, not 10 yards, probably about nine yards of carry. That's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get the concern, um, and that's something to keep an eye on. But, yes, I've noticed that also. So I am curious if at some point the Bills started selling out to stop the pass because they knew that the commanders couldn't, run the ball forever with especially in the second half mm-hmm. at the same time if you have a team that's running eight yards a carry you if, if i'm the commanders i would have kept running the ball despite what right. was happening with the clock right yeah and you gotta think that a good team like okay the commanders we whooped them so it didn't bite us but it's gonna be a dog fight this weekend regardless Mm-hmm. Will that come back to bite us? We will see. And this game is interesting because when we were doing our preseason predictions, I was predicting the Bills are going to lose this game. Did you? Uh, yeah. You did, yeah. Yeah, I, I did predict this against, uh, against the Dolphins. Uh, I, I don't know if I've seen anything that has changed my mind. The Dolphins do have the better record of the two teams. Yes. Yeah. And you you can say, well, okay, who have the Miami Dolphins played so far? But who have the Buffalo Bills played? 
Yeah. I'm so, on that. so let's let's take a look. The Dolphins have played at this point. They played the Chargers. Uh, beat the Chargers by two points in a thriller. They came back from way down in week right. one. They beat the Patriots 24-17. In the Patriots, they're mediocre. I I would imagine they're going to finish around eight and nine or nine and eight, something like that. And then the Broncos, we were saying before the season that we really don't know who they are. I think we know now they're not a very good team. Yes. Sean Payton probably wishing this morning that he stayed in the booth. Yeah. And the (laughs) Chargers are underachieving. I don't know how they underachieve year after year other than they have a bad coach. Yes. They have too much talent to not be a great team. And Mike Williams towards ACL, too. He's out for the year. Oh, God. Just really? Tesla. Yeah, I saw that a couple of hours ago. Oh. Yep. So, I don't know. I'll be surprised if Justin Herbert stays there. He's too good to be dealing with this. Like, they can't let him get good. away. I don't know, man. Unless he just loves being in L.A. I mean, I can understand that, but. I mean, he just signed a giant deal, didn't he? Yeah, and he'll probably play it out. I'm just talking about after that, if this continues. Oh. I don't know, just to keep something, I mean, you know, sometimes you can stay places too long, so. Well, that's true. That's all. But, okay, the Bills have lost to the Jets, beat the Raiders, beat the Commanders. I couldn't say that the Bills have had a substantially more difficult plight than, than no. the Dolphins at this point. No, this is going to be the first real test, for I feel like, for both of them. Yeah. The Bills already lost the game, so I feel like there was a test in there somewhere. The Jets, I mean, that's just a bad I don't I don't look at them as a test. You know what I'm saying? That was just a bad loss. That was a bad loss. A, that Yeah, it's like the Cowboys yesterday. They looked dominant and lost to Arizona. So I don't this is the first real test to me. Two good teams playing each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so I that's I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's how I look at it. Well, if Josh Allen plays a good game in week one, Bills win. Josh yes. Allen gave it away. Yes. I, that's, I, I don't see that happening again this season. I think he learned his lesson. Uh, maybe he will once again, once more, but we're, we are seeing the Josh Allen that is going to be present the rest of the season. And just to point it out... <laughs> Did you hear the way the crowd cheered when he slid? Yes. <laughs> Everybody was happy. That's why I was like, man, I feel like we're so in tuned. Like, we're all thinking the same thing. That's why I'm like, oh, look at him slide. Like, I just remember the water flag. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> he did it a couple times. Rushed for almost 50 yards. I mean, he was smart. He was smart, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And if he plays smart with the talent that we got, we're, we're, we'll beat the scrub teams and then the good teams will, you know, we'll hang in there and see what happens. We just need guys to make plays. But when he is the dumb Josh Allen, you know, and we don't have a chance. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What do you think about the Dolphins' performance yesterday, man? Hanging 70. 70 uh, on Denver. I think it's ridiculous. Honestly, it's it, it, it's very difficult to comment on it because I don't even know how that happens. Ten touchdowns, bro. <laughs> Ten touchdowns. Yeah. What? I like like what what can you even say about that? Oh my God. How how does that happen in the NFL? I know. I mean, obviously, I didn't watch the game. I just saw, you know, the highlights on, uh, you know, prime time. Do you ever watch that with Berman and uh, Booger McFarlane? I, I haven't gotten to see it. Oh, okay. I watched it, at, like, every either Sunday night or mo- early Monday morning. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it gives you all the highlights and stuff from the game. So, um, yeah, man, they did this little, you know – where they fake in the jet sweep and then they, you know, flea flick it to the uh, Tyreek Hill coming under, man. And yeah, I mean, 10 touchdowns, bro. You can't beat that. So, That's... ten pa- I mean, five passing and five rushing. Yeah. And can you imagine if you had Raheem Mostert with four touchdowns on your fantasy team? 
Oh my God, you won just off him. Yeah. 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 So, and but like I've been telling all my Dolphin fans, friends, man, we're, we're not the we're <laughs> we're not the Broncos, bro. So we'll see you Sunday one o'clock and see what happens. So let's look at some of the numbers from that performance. Tua, three hundred nine yards, four TDs, four TDs, and then they put in Mike White, who went two for two for sixty seven yards. Yes, and a touchdown. Uh-huh. And Tua and Tua only had three incomplete passes. But we knew he was we knew he was hella efficient and very accurate. So you saw it in the numbers, man. Three incomplete passes. Bruh, he had touchdowns. more touchdowns than incompletions. Yes. Right now, and, and I know this early, you know, not even a quarter of the season yet, but he's definitely leading for the MVP. Um yeah. with uh uh Mahomes number two and then Josh Allen's number three quarter of Vegas right now. So and let's look at the Miami running game. Devin Ashane, 18 carries, 203 yards. That's over 11 yards a carry. Raheem Mostert, 13 yards for 80 or 13 carries for 82, over six yards a carry. And oh, what is this guy? Is it something Brooks? Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he averaged what oh God. Uh, Chris Brooks averaged 7.3 yards a carry, 9 for 66. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, man. Once again, I mean, Denver season's probably over. Yeah. You know, so maybe they kind of gave up. Maybe it was hot down in Miami. Maybe they was out partying on South Beach. You know how that is. So you take that with a grain of salt. I mean, hats off to them. I respect them. I just do not see them doing that to us. No. You know, and and I just, I want to see the test. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm eager to see what we do against the good team. We They're saying now that the AFC goes through Miami. It goes through South Beach. They were talking about that on first take, you know? I, I, after a performance like that, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, this is like the greatest show on turf at this point. Mm-hmm. And the amount of speed that they have, and they also have an insane amount of talent on defense. Yeah. So they do. the chunk they got plays. speed everywhere. We talked about that in the offseason. They got speed everywhere. And their nerdy little coach, man, he's getting them together, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research here. Oh, okay. Yes. Because the Bills giving up chunk plays, as I mentioned. It worries me. And part of the reason it's worrying me is for the first time, to me, the Bills secondary looks slow. To me, they look like they are a step slower across the board than they ever have. Hmm. Just my observation. I could be wrong about this. I was told by your boy, Jeff, that we're often wrong. And I agreed. (laughs) But, well, at least we admit it when we're wrong. Uh, well, you do. I, you're much better at yeah. that than I am. I just. Well, why would? You, go ahead. I just avoid the subject. <laughs> <laughs> you just change the subject. You said we're a step slow, but our secondary's been. I feel like they've been looking sprightly. I mean, especially uh, yesterday, Tre'Davious White with a pick. Uh, let me think. Who else? Somebody else. Uh, no, Poirier had a pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Only only thing that stands out for me yesterday is when what's the name got burnt in the first quarter. Christian Bedford, Bedford got yeah. burnt. Yeah, he got burnt good because that was right in front of our seats down the sideline. Um, but after that, I feel like we tightened it up. So I, I don't know. Maybe we keep, that's something to keep an eye out on. Well, my research, I looked up their scouting combine 40 times and i know 40 times are not the end-all be-all when it comes to speed quickness agility that that plays into it but just to make this easy on myself i i looked up their top five producers and that would be jalen hill or i'm sorry tyreek hill jalen waddle raheem mostert devin arshane and braxton barrios and I also looked up the Bills' starting defensive backs. So Tyreek Hill ran a 4.29 at the combine. 
Jalen Waddle, he's run really fast a couple times, but his official time I think was around like four point three. And then Mostert and Arshane both ran four point three two. Braxton Berrios is the slowest at four point four four. He's quick though. Okay. Trey White, Taron Johnson, Christian Benford, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. 4.4, and oh, by the way, the safeties are on the wrong side of 30. Oh, by the way, Trey White, torn ACL, you're never as fast as you were after an ACL injury. Right. Their offense is designed to get them running in one direction and to feed them the ball have them not break stride and just keep going. We've seen yeah. what Tyreek Hill can do to the Bills' defense. He could just outrun people. I am very concerned that with the blazing speed they have, our secondary is going to be outrun. Yeah, I can see that. I can see you having that concern, but I'm sticking with what I said during the uh preseason we did it and we actually i don't know if you remember we did uh that was in our pod during the summertime we talked about the speed of miami and compared to us because i was comparing it to mad mm-hmm. you know and we had like one guy and they had like 10 guys that'd be faster than all our guys i forgot who we said was on there anyway um but yeah we talked about that during the summer we knew that speed was gonna be an issue mm-hmm. uh but we got the game at home, um, and I don't think Miami's good enough to go undefeated. So they're going to no. catch a loss somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why not us? Especially with us coming off the high of beating up uh, Washington Commanders. Um, and don't get me wrong, Miami, I'm sure, is flying high too. But you got to come to Buffalo, and uh, we'll see if two is up to the test. I mean, once again, I'm sticking with what I said. I think we're going to win this game this weekend. And just because we lost – a stinker to uh, a stinker to the Jets. I need Josh Allen to have a great game, mm-hmm. and if he does, I think we could pull it off, even with all their speed. I, and it's I, gonna be a shootout. I don't think that this it's a foregone conclusion that this is just a Miami win and hand it to them, because I think the best thing that could have happened for the Buffalo Bills is Miami put up that massive score because it's going to catch everyone's attention. Right, I mean, you know. They're saying, okay, let's look at the film and try to figure out what the hell they were doing because we do not want that kind of thing to happen to us. Happened to us. Yeah. But the Bills can score too. If you can keep getting Stephon Diggs open and you run the ball well, and now that's something that the Bills have done a remarkable job of is just having balance. Right. Their offense has been extremely balanced through the first three games of the season. And that's leading to better play by Josh Allen. And hey, how do you feel about having three running backs all touching the ball? I love it. I do too. I like the running back uh, by committee because it's kind of like um, they all bring something different. And speaking of running backs, uh, Zach Moss had a good game yesterday with uh, the Colts. He did. The Colts, you another know? upset yesterday. The Colts beat uh, beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Yeah, so James Cook brings, you know, a dynamic to us that we did not have with Singletary. And that's fine. Singletary's down in Houston. They got their first win this week, like we said earlier. And then Zach Moss is doing well in Indianapolis, you know. So, uh, But I think we got the best of the lot. I love Cook. He's yeah. so dynamic. He makes things happen. Just, you know, de- defenders have an angle on him, and yet he still gets around them. And that's exactly what the Bills needed. I just got a notification Joe Burrow's going to play tonight, Monday Night Football. Because hmm. it was questionable because he got a bad calf. So that sucks. That's going to mess up the money line. <laughs> New to I'm the gambler. Thing. I, man, I do for like $5, 10 dude. I can't stand to lose. But it just you put $5 on a game, it just makes it interesting. You know what I'm saying? It gives you something to root for when I normally wouldn't. Yeah. So it makes it fun. Yeah. You know, That's, and I don't eat a lot of fast food. I don't get Starbucks and all that stuff. So I just figure, okay, spend a little five dollars on a game. You know, and if I win, I win like twenty or thirty or something. So. Yeah, well, that's cool. What we, what we didn't talk about real quick before we go, 
I sent you that article on USA Today last week. The Buffalo Bills fan found naked, <laughs> covered in human waste after falling down a hole in Highmark Stadium. After the, I think that was after the Raiders game. Oh uh, yeah, and so what this... he was on LSD, cocaine, <laughs> and marijuana, and drunk. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to drink like the next Red Blood American, but geez, bro, you you fell in a septic tank or something in a hole at Highmark? I mean, are you kidding me? Oh, well, is that the construction site across the street from Highmark where they're building the new stadium? Uh-huh. And there was a picture of him like next to the porta potties. Oh god. That's like that's so gross. <laughs> Oh my God. And we forgot to talk about this last week. So I had to make sure I made note. I text myself, like, do not forget this story for this week's pod. Oh, and could you imagine, bro? And don't get me wrong, man. I've been full. I get it. Like I tell you, I always tell you, I passed out of Ricky Williams' yard and walked <laughs> on. But geez, man, a porta potty, you covered in waste, found in a hole, and you're not only drunk, but you going off all kind of drugs. Oh my yeah, and uh, he was arrested, obviously, but the thing to me is when I was listening to that story, I couldn't get it out of my head. You talking about being this literally the size of a bathroom lavatory. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I bet you're not a big porta potty fan. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'll no one do is. it if I have to. Hey, I'll do what I have to, but those things are so disgusting. Yeah, but I mean, you, if you got to do it, it ain't no choice. But like yesterday, I didn't even eat anything, so <laughs> I had nothing. Well, um, one of my friends, he had a suite, so at halftime, we went and saw him, and Jalen got to eat, which was good because we were gonna be standing in line. Dude, you um, had a friend in a suite. Yeah, yeah, one of Simone's uh, teammates wow. for Fairfax Stars. Her dad, uh, his. Her dad was there for work, and they got a suite, so he gave us passes, which was good because Jalen was going to have to stand it because Jalen needs to eat, obviously. Yeah, he's, but what, no, 13 years old? Yeah, he's 13. got to. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to stand in the line because when we left the suite, it, we walked back to our seats, and this beginning of the third quarter, there's people still waiting in line to get food. Yeah, that's one of that's the reasons that stadium is so bad, because people leave yeah. their seats at halftime. They don't make it back until at least halfway through the third. Halfway through the third, right. So that, that's what I'm saying. That came in clutch, man. So Jalen got to eat. He had some chicken wings, hot dogs, and obviously I just had a drink with my boy Shaka. So appreciate the passes. So we had a drink, you know, and we caught up during halftime. So then we went back to our seats. And that's why I met Sarah also from uh, Buffalo Rumblings, man. Um, Sarah Lawson? Sarah Lawson. Yes, Sarah Lawson. Got to meet her. We we always talked ever since, you know, we've been potting, but I never met her face to face. So we chopped it up two at halftime. So that was good, man. That's that's a, a young lady who really knows her football, man. Not only does so, she know our, our foot, her football, but she is clutch and running our podcast network here. Yes. Yes, the incomparable. I tweeted that out also. Uh, took a picture with her and tweeted that out. She, her and Shantila, who's also with the DC Bills backers, our good friend, they're friends. So they sat in our section. They were sitting like five or six rows behind Jalen and I. So now, anybody who is listening that is a uh, a, a big is big on the Bills travel scene. Not everybody knows this, but there is a a large group of people that travel to away games and they end up all getting to know each other and they hang out and stuff. Shatila is part of that crowd. And when I went to the Jacksonville game with her, I got to meet a lot of people who she has met up with probably a dozen times. Uh, and it's it's a really cool kind of subset of Bill's Mafia that I, I was thrilled to run into. Yes. It was funny because, uh, once again, Shantilla's our friend, obviously, with Bill's Bill, uh, through the uh, Washington, D.C. Bill's backers. And so uh, we were going to our seats, you know, because we all left at the same time from the tailgate, went to our seats, went to our different seats. So Jalen and I was getting settled. We talking to the people next to us, all Bill's fans. 
Then we see Shatila, and she was like, you know Sarah's here, huh? You know Sarah, right? I'm like, yeah, I know Sarah. So then Sarah came, they hugged, got to talking, and I looked back, and I was like, hey, what's going on? And she was like, hey, like, you know. I was like, oh, I was like thinking to myself, she probably don't know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Probably not. It's out of context. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then we go at halftime and she come up to me and she grabs me. Like, what's going on? She was like, because she had her sunglasses on. She was like, I couldn't tell if you were talking to me or not or whatever. And I was like, well, I understand because we never met before. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't have known it was her unless Shantila told me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Out of context. I wouldn't have put two exactly. I wouldn't have put two and two together. So we chopped it up, man. It was great, man. And it like her, she she lives in Florida, and it's like she travels to all the Bills games. You know what I'm saying? I think she's originally from Buffalo, but lives in Fort Lauderdale now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, she's great. And then she she we always talk about the cap and stuff. I call her our, our resident capologist because we always talk about the cap implications of of people and stuff. So we've always talked for the last couple of years, but we never met. And that's probably my fault because I don't go to enough games. I probably need to go to more games. At least I I have discovered that most things are your fault. It is. It is. So I need to do a better job. Mm -hmm. You know? So Yeah, work on that. I do. I I will be at the Notre Dame game. They're playing at Duke uh, this weekend. And the college game day will be there. So I'm going to take Jalen down there for that. Yeah? Yeah. How does that not interfere with his football schedule? Because Jalen's playing JV now. That's why I'm saying this is the first year in the last five years I had my weekends back oh. in the fall. Because he was playing Pop Warner. Now he's an eighth grader playing on a high school JV team. They play their games on Thursday nights. Oh. Yeah. See, see, senor. Yes. Man, everything's coming up Millhouse. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. I love having my days. I just love on Saturdays watching college game day, not have to rush out the door, not have to worry about nothing on Saturdays and Sundays. It's just all football. So oh. that's why I told I told uh, Greg and everybody I'll be up there more, too, watching the uh, games with the Bills backers, even though the Richmond Bill backers is right here, like, two miles from my house. They always invite me to come watch the games with them. I need to be better about that too, but I'm definitely going to be up there more weekends now that Jalen's playing. Good, good. And, uh, you know, all, all I need is an invitation. I'll join you down there. Of course. Of course. You came to my house one time a couple of years ago. We watched the Packers. It was Bill's Packers, right? Yep. I think it was the Packers game. You and your lovely wife came through and watched the game. And Josh Allen's rookie wings. year. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's got beat so, bad. It's hard, man, because we got the setup. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got two TVs in the boom boom room Ooh. now, and you know, so it's hard, man, to pry me away from two double TVs. But I'll be up there more to see everybody. Well, tell you what, next time I'll bring the chicken wings. Hey, KB Publix chicken wings, man, they're <laughs> wonderful. Had some this weekend. You know what? You should probably get them to sponsor our show. Maybe we'll make a phone call. Hmm. We've been on here for an hour, man. Let's go. Okay. Big game this weekend, y'all. Bill Mafia, stand up, celebrate. I hope everybody celebrated today, the Monday. Wear your Bills polo and throw it in everybody's face, man. We took over Washington, D.C. Hey, hey, hey.